At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Final rewatch. Oh, it's the final rewatch before the new season. It's the final rewatch. I'm watching them all, the final Stranger friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Final Rewatch. It's Sunday night, and we are now at the tail end of our rewatch. It's like only a few days left. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's it. Those are the only things standing between us and Stranger Things 4. It's so close. And it's when it's like this close that it feels so far away. It's like December 20th. And you're thinking, oh my goodness. I'm going to be on holiday break or Christmas break or whatever. And if you, if you uh, celebrate Christmas, those few days before Christmas are like, oh my goodness. Hurry up. Get here. Bring me my gifts, Santa Claus. I have to be honest, when I um, hit record, I did not think I'd be talking about Santa Claus. Uh, Well, actually, that's not true. But we'll get there. We'll get there once we get to the episode. Um, But before we talk about today's episode, Chapter 5, The Sauna Test, did you know you could leave a voicemail for me? It's not your traditional call me up on the telephone, leave a voicemail. Uh, We can do it all through the internet. 
If you go to fansnotexperts.com slash stranger danger, you'll see a link there to leave a message. You can do it right through the, um, it brings you to anchorf.fm, which is the website I use for this podcast, to host this podcast. And it allows you to kind of use your uh, phone, microphone, to record a message right there. And if you do that, you could be really cool, like my good friend Jake. Hello, it's his eye again, Jake. So I have a question. It's pretty sad. So as we all know, Steve has great hair in Stranger Things. And he recently cut his hair. Does this mean that he's dead in Stranger Things and that they don't need his character anymore so he can finally cut his hair? I really hope not because he's one of my favorites. My second question is, where can I find your music? Because it is awesome. You know what else is awesome? You, Jake. Thank you so much for your message. Uh, let's start with the the music question. I don't really have a place I do it. It's all like parody songs using karaoke that I find on YouTube. Uh, so I don't really have a place where I just put it all. Maybe I should, though. I don't know. I never thought about it. But as of right now, there is no, uh, like spot where I save all the songs and upload them. Um, but to answer your first question, but thank you for, I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you so much. To answer your first question about Steve, you know, I feel like their hair changes so much every season. Uh, and there, it took so long to get this done, like season four, that I'm thinking the hair isn't going to be that big of an issue. Because who knows when they're going to start filming season five? Who knows? You know, we we have no idea what the time jump is. Uh, I feel like if he like strains and things goes like if he like just really does that, you know, really um, strong, he can just grow the hair out. He can just like will it to grow out again. My goodness, that hair. That hair has superpowers. That hair is. I mean, if there's anything I'm jealous about. In, in show business, it's not it's not the, the glitz, the glamour, the riches. It's Joe Carey's hair. If, oh, my God. If I had that on my head, the, 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 the sky's the limit. Oh, the things I could do. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope or I'm going to guess that the hair um, isn't a uh, foreshadowing of any, any doom coming to Steve Harrington. I, I feel like even the... The duffers would be like, whoa, 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 uh, what's with the hair, Steve? You're going to throw people off? Uh, though they, though I guess there was a Monopoly game that went out that did said spoiled something in the game. I think it was a Monopoly game, a, a Stranger Things. It was a board game. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to find out what that is because I'm not clicking on that link. I'm not clicking on anything that might tell me anything about Stranger Things 4. I watched the trailer. That's all I need to know. I know how long the, the episodes are now. Each episode is going to be six hours long, I think. Something like that. That's all I need to know. Um, but of course, longer episodes mean longer podcasts, right? So I, I hope you like the sound of my voice. Um, oh, yeah. What were we here for? That's right. Rewatching the sauna test. So um, Jake 
thank you again for calling in and, and or leaving the message calling in quote unquote uh, anyone else you feel free to do it if you have any uh, any thoughts any um, questions and maybe when the season starts we could you could send things in about specific episodes nothing that spoils anything coming ahead just in case people haven't listened to future episodes yet um, but maybe when we get to the end we can do like something where people call in with their theories Ooh, that'd be fun do an episode of just a, just out there asking people to send in theories through call and I just play them. But that's after the seven shows are done. Hmm. I may have just come up with an idea for something to do. Well, by that time, the other two, well, we'll see. There's a lot of podcasting to do. Um, I may have to quit my job and uh, rent a cabin way out in the woods like Hopper, but it needs to have Wi-Fi and just live there for a month just typing and, and talking and getting clips and watching Stranger Things over and over. And I tell you, there, there are worse ways to, to live a life. All right, let's do it. Let's jump in. Chapter 5, Stranger Things 3, The Sonatist. All right, this episode opens up with Eleven. Uh, she's at Max's house for a sleepover, and she's getting ready. I think she's brushing her teeth. She's thinking about that vision she saw with Billy and Heather, Billy in the void and Heather in the tub, and help me and getting pulled down below. Uh, but she doesn't really... Ooh, that was a big lightning strike right outside. Well, if I lose power, well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um but when she brings it to Max, she's just kind of worried about Billy. She's like, no, no, we saw him. We saw Heather. Uh, they're fine. You know, Max is really downplaying it. She's like, but what about Billy? He he seemed wrong. And she's like, he's never, you know, he's he's kind of always wrong or he's always a little off, but, he's, but at least he's not a murderer. Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm going to say Billy's not a murderer. I'm going to say that. Um, I'm going to say that he was used as a vessel uh, to commit some pretty heinous acts. But Billy himself, I think, was is a victim. I'll say it. Um, at least this season. Last season, well, you know, he, he was a, a bit of a jerk. But this season, uh, he does not deserve what happens with him. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh What's the most important thing is Max introduces Eleven to the world of comic books and the world of Wonder Woman. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it's a DC uh, a character, right? Right? Oh, I know. Look, I love Marvel too, but if I'm going to read a comic book first, it's going to be DC. That's just the way it is. Speaking of DC, those two letters are in the last name of Driscoll's. They're over, we're over at the Driscoll's. Doris is now strapped down to a gurney. And she is like yelling, I have to go back. I have to go back. She's being taken to a hospital. And the, uh, the officer, the, like the nerdy one, he's like, what in the name of Jesus just happened? Uh, you know, like Nancy and Jonathan can't really explain it. Uh, in the ambulance, they drive by. They're driving along and Mrs. Driscoll reaches out and she's like, ah, reaching out desperation towards what? That gosh darn warehouse again. 
We stay with the warehouse. Inside, we see Heather's parents tied up. They're like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. When uh, Heather comes out, it's like, hi, Daddy. She's like, there is no stopping this. Billy, who's like, when he's this subtle, like, talks very monotone. It's very creepy. He removes the mother's gag, and he's like, try not to move. And uh, they, I think they said it'll be over soon. And they leave, and we see the giant flesh monster version of the mind flayer, the 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 monster of goo. Uh, you put both its suckers on both their faces, basically doing what he did to Billy and what we can only assume he did to Heather as well. He, it, whatever it is. Um, we cut over and Hopper wakes up back in his uh, apartment, his apartment, his cabin, and he's all kind of just like, he's beaten up. And Joyce is like, he's like, how did I get here? She's like, slowly. But Joyce is there. Uh, oh, and so is some vomit as he's throwing up after getting beaten up. He gets up. He's like, I got to get going. And he is completely a nude. He's like, where, where are my clothes? She put them outside because they were soaking wet. And they're like, is this guy government? He's like, well, if he's government, what, what is he doing slinking around? You know, uh, Joyce is like, I have a partial plate that um, I think, you know, could be helpful. But, you know, Jim could tell it really wasn't going to be much help at all. And the one thing that did help is she's like, it wasn't a car. And he's like, what do you mean it wasn't a car? Cut over to Max's house and code red, code red. She completely ignores it. She shuts off the walkie. Then Mike calls the house and he's like, don't hang up, don't hang up. Something bad has happened and our very lives could be at stake. He's like, you need to come over. We'll explain it. Then then they try to reach out to Dustin, but he's he's busy at the mall. He and uh, Robin and Steve are talking. And it's funny that Steve um, said, you know, well, with the guards there, um, you know, I could take one of them out. I could take him out. You know, just give him like give him the slip or something. Give him when he's not looking. And they just laughed at him. It's like, if you ever want to fight, he's like, it was one time. Well, two. Jonathan kind of kicked your ass, too. Uh, but Robin um, got an idea. She grabbed the tip jar. She's like, you keep slinging ice cream. I'll be back. And she takes off. Over at the newspaper, uh, Nancy and Jonathan are in big trouble with their boss, Tom, who I've been calling Don for the last couple episodes, Tom. Uh, but I'm like, wait a second, wasn't his face just sucked a little while ago? But we have seen Heather and um, and Billy out in the in in public, so I don't trust him now. I didn't like him before, but now I really am weary of what um, what he could be planning or doing. He's but but he's still in this moment, kind of his normal self. If he was not flayed. Uh, he would be, I think he'd be just as pissed, you know, for disobeying orders, uh, uh, lying, saying they were reporters, breaking into a, a woman's home. He's like, do you know that she's uh, paranoid schizophrenic? Oh, Nancy's like, I, I didn't know that. No, you didn't know that. And now the family is threatening litigation. You guys need to learn that there are consequences in the real world. And you both fired. Fired them both. Boom. You know what? Yes, they're all jerks there. And yes, he's currently, you know, 
under some sort of possession. But I don't think he's completely wrong in having to do what he had to do. He maybe shouldn't have enjoy, enjoyed it so much. But the fact that they're facing litigation alone tells me that, you know, they have to be like, we, we, we remove those, those uh, people from our employment. That's, that's just, unfortunately, it had to happen. It doesn't, does Nancy deserve it? Hell no. Because actually, the schizophrenic stuff, you know, I wonder, did Tom make that up? And did he make up the litigation? So maybe I don't agree. Maybe he's just a jerk face. Hmm. Interesting. Either way, Nancy and Jonathan are now out. Um, and this leads to some little rift between them that I that doesn't make me happy. But before we get back to them, we go to the Wheeler basement. And Will is telling them all about the feeling that he had. He's had it three times now. Uh, he's had it at Day of the Dead at the movies. He's had it in the field with the rats, and he's had it out in his backyard with Castle Byers. And he's like, it's just, it's a feeling, you know, you know, like when you're dropping from a roller coaster and they're like, yes, yes, yes. And Levin says, no, that was just a funny, cute little um, moment. He's like, I feel it whenever he is here. He, the mind flayer. She's like, but I closed the gate. But what if he never left? What if the part of him that was in me is still here? And this is what he's saying to them. And Max is like, but those demodogs died. And and Mike's like, we have to, uh, we need to assume the worst. And we can't take any chances. And like, well, what would he do? And Will says, well, the first thing he'd try to do is connect himself to a new host. So we jump over to Mayor Klein's office. I love the way that Hopper just shows up in his Magnum P.I. type shirt, just walks in, um, puts his feet up on the table while while Klein's on the phone with someone else. And he's saying, I'm looking for a guy. Uh, motorcycle helmet was in your office the other day. He says, I, I a lot of people come through here. Uh, I don't know. It could be a maintenance guy. Oh, you, you meet with a lot of maintenance guys? And, uh, you know, he starts kind of reminding him of how he could get him in trouble. He's like, oh, so do you remember the you don't remember this guy? Do you remember the white powder we found you with? Or do you remember that time uh, we found you and your secretary in the car together? Do you remember that? And Klein pushes back. He's like, well, what about those pills you used to take like candy or drinking on the job? And don't give me the dead daughter sob story because I just don't care. I was like, oh, shit, Klein, you done did it now. And you could see Hopper just kind of have this smile on his face like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Takes Klein, who's walking towards his door, smashes him directly into the door. You you broke my goddamn nose. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, well, your friend almost killed me. So I say we're not quite even yet. Punches him in the face. Then he takes him and threatens to chop off his finger using a cigar cutter using to cut off the butt of the cigar. Don't smoke. Um, he's like, okay, 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 okay. I, I don't know his name. I don't know. He brings me things. He brings me money, presents, gifts. Oh, oh, oh so he's, is he Santa Claus? And boom, there's your Santa Claus connection. I knew I'd bring it back. He says he works for Starcourt, for the mall. He's like, the mall? The Starcourt? What? They, they want to expand. They want land. They want all this land. So, so I, help, I help lean on the, the property owners to sell. He's like, why land? I don't know. Did you have records of these land purchases? 
It's like, you don't want to mess with these people. And Hopper's like, why don't you just let me worry about that? And then he leaves the mayor office, but of course he leaves with the mayor, shoving him out of the, uh, of the office to lead the way to wherever these records are. Also, I love Joyce um, telling the secretary, you better sit down, I think she said. Then she's like, who, who are you going to call, the cops? And she rips the, the phone cord out of the phone. I just love that Joyce has um, Hopper's back on this. So now we're back with Nancy and Jonathan. They're in Jonathan's car driving away. And Nancy's calling bullshit on Mrs. Driscoll being schizophrenic. She says, I think Tom is on drugs. He says, Did you see the way he is? Jonathan is pissed at her. He's pissed at her. He's like, I told you to let it go. And now I'm out of a job. And they start arguing about, you know, I don't have the, the house. I needed this money. I needed this, you know, for, for tuition, for this, that. It costs money. And then she's like, the way they treated me, I didn't want to be there. I didn't deserve it. You don't know what it's like. And even and Jonathan's like, well, you don't know. You, neither do you. You don't know what it's like. And they're kind of talking about, you know, not having money. And Nancy's being like, you don't know what it's like to be a, a young woman dealing with these these you know, misogynistic assholes. She's like, well, maybe we just don't see eye to eye anymore. I was like, no, no, not a rift. You too. Everyone's breaking up. We cut back to um, the mall and Robin went to town hall. She's like, you know, it's pretty amazing what you can get with 20 bucks. I think it was the town clerk. Um, and she has the blueprints of the Starcourt Mall. She figures out that the air ducts are the way to get from their, um, you know, scoops ahoy down to that garage. That's what they want to get. They want to get to that garage. And she, using the blueprint, she's like, this is where we are. And this is where that room is. They, they called it the secret room. But it's that, that garage. Here. At first, I was like, wait, how did you know about a secret room? Oh, wait, it's the garage. Uh, and it's these air ducts. And they're like, that's a great idea. And Dustin is like, all right, let's go. I can do it. I have no, this is the, the benefit of having no collarbones. Oh, no, no. And like Robin was like, huh? And Steve was like, oh, he's got, he's, he, he's able to like bend and, stre- and stretch like gumbo. She's like, Gumby? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's gumbo. But, uh, and it's a very funny moment. Dustin's kind of hanging out of the, the grate. There's no way he's going to fit. He's like, grab my ass, just shove it in. <laughs> and, and, and Steve is trying to shove Dustin is like, it's, it's not going to work. And while that's happening, Robin um, hears commotion out in the front of the store. And there's Erica looking for ice cream. And she looks at Erica and realizes how tiny Erica is. She has a pretty good idea. You can see on her face like, hmm. Now we jump over to the pool. Max 11, uh, Will, Lucas, and Mike are all watching Billy by the pool. And it's like, seems weird. Like, why would he be at work? Why? When was the last time you seen him with his shirt on? Um, and he had, you know, with that ice water, taking baths and ice water, the, the mind flayer likes it when it's cold. And Will says, but he also likes to hide. You know, he would be dormant inside you. And when he needs you, he'd get activated. And, you know, because of the idea of how he hates the, he likes the cold, Mike has an idea. He says, boys only. And they, Max and Eleven are like, huh? But it makes sense. They have to go into the boys' locker room. And Mike says, we need to get him in here and lock him in here. 
then we'll know for sure. And he show he they go to the sauna, they open it up. There's a bunch of old dudes in there, barely clothed, you know, get, getting their um, getting their steam on. And Lucas was like, "Did he say I'm going to go blind or I'm going to throw up?" And it was something. Lucas had a funny reaction, but they realize if they get Billy in there, turn the heat up, they should be able to know for sure. Because remember, they were able to get this thing out of Will last year um, because using the heat from the in the cabin. Maybe this thing just likes possessing um, kids named William. Because is Will short for William and Billy short for William? Hmm. Any other Williams, stay out of Hawkins. So back in the back of Scoops, Scoops Ahoy, uh, you know, they brought Erica in and explained what they wanted to do. And she's like, I'm not sure. It's like, you don't think you could fit in there? She's like, oh, I can fit. Oh, are you claustrophobic? Oh, I don't have phobias. Probably my favorite line in this entire episode. Oh, I don't have phobias. Like I don't get, I don't get scared. I don't get afraid of things. That was amazing. Uh, but the thing is, what's in it for Erica? Next thing we see is all this ice cream in front of her. So realize all she wants. She's a kid, you know. All she wants is ice cream, um, and she tells Steve, I think, to go refill some. So they tell the plan how they want her to go through the the ducks, get down to the door, and unlock the door. That's it. She's like, all right, you know what this sounds like? Child endangerment. Dustin says, listen, I think he brings up the Russians. And he says, we need you to do this for America. Do you love America? She says, "Uh, you can't spell America without Erica. He's like, "Um, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. She goes, but didn't she say America is also the home of capitalism? And um, she she makes her demand what she wants. Free ice cream for life. That seems like an easy, uh, easy request to be filled. So we jump over to uh, Larry Klein's house. Mayor Klein, apparently uh, being a mayor in Hawkins means you have an amazing mansion because this is a really big house. Uh, it seems like the biggest house I've seen in Hawkins. They go upstairs and they get the land deeds that show transfer of property. Uh, and he kept the deeds in the safe as protection because he said these people are bad news. And he had no idea why they were buying up the property. But Joyce notices, she recognizes the land and there was a map of Hawkins, a uh, framed map in out in the hallway. She goes out there and she notices that all this land is all around Jordan's Lake. And what else is near there? The power plant. She's like, what if there really is this massive machine that, that Scott Clark talked about? And it's at one of these locations. Hopper looks at her with just like this look of endearing, I don't know, like just in awe. He says, why don't you forget sales? I want you to come work with me over at the Hawkins PD. She's like, and look at your face every day? I don't think so. And then Hopper catches Klein as he's trying to kind of climb out his own bedroom window. At um, at the Wheeler house, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned before, but Nancy came home. Uh, you know, she was dropped off after getting fired and, and getting um, kind of in an argument with Jonathan. 
And she was upset. She went upstairs and later um, her mom comes and says, you know, do you want to talk about it? And she didn't say anything at first, but then she came out uh, and, and, and came out of her room and went downstairs. And I think that this, I, I wrote down, this is Nancy and Mrs. Wheeler's, like their best moment by far together. Um, you know, she's talking about the story and she's just like, I just wanted, I wanted to be right so badly. And her mom's like, were you? She's like, I, th- I thought so. And they said, you know, it's it's just not easy out there, Nancy. There are people who are always going to say that you, you, you can't or you shouldn't. You're not smart enough. You're not, you're not good enough. The world beats you up until you, until you stop trying. And I think she was kind of talking about herself. Like maybe she had dreams. Maybe she had um, like a vision of what her life would be. And it wasn't specifically staying home um, with an older husband raising three kids. I'm not saying it, it's that she dislikes it, but I'm saying, you know, maybe there was something out there that she was going to do. And maybe, maybe we, we see that. Didn't she get her own poster, her stranger things for, I mean, maybe that tells me something, you know, out of all the, the adults of all the parents, I mean, Hopper, you know, and Joyce not included, but for, the other parents, she's like, you know, she's the one who's done the most. I mean, we've seen Dustin's mom a few times. We've seen Lucas's parents a couple times. Um, and, you know, Mike's dad, I mean, come on, he has some good moments, but storyline-wise, nothing really. Uh, and Karen's getting, getting, um, you know, she has her moments. Um so she says, you know, like sometimes the world beats you up until you stop trying. She goes, but you're not like that. You're a fighter. Um, and she's like, I don't know where you got that from. She goes, and Nancy jokes and says, Dad? And they laugh. But she goes, no, no, I got it from you. She says, well, I'm proud of you. You know, you stood up for yourself to those shitheads. And if you don't hear your mother or your parents swear that much, um, it can be jarring the, when, you, when they swear in front of you talking to you like you're a grown-up. You don't, you're not, not amongst other people or not angry, just saying it as part of conversation. You can see Nancy's like, Mom, well, it's true, she says. And she goes, you know what? If you believe in this story, finish it. Finish it. Sell it to a bigger paper and let those fools read about their town in that bigger paper. Why not? Why not? Finish it. I loved it. It was just such a character, you know, in a, in a show that has so much, um, so many amazing, fantastical moments. To have something just small um, and thoughtful between a mom and a daughter was just so, it just shows the balance that this show can pull off. And it was great. So we jump back over to the pool and Billy's, you know, he's, he's a life, he's doing his lifeguard or sitting there as a lifeguard. He just looks, he looks angry. Uh, Will and Lucas are looking through a shed. They're looking for something. And Lucas wants to apologize. Uh, and he's like, well, about yesterday, it was a really cool campaign. It was like, I, I really don't care. We, we have bigger things to worry about. And, um, 
He pulls out this big chain, but Will's, Lucas is trying to apologize, and Will's just blowing him off. But he really does. He's almost like, you know what? That doesn't matter. Um, we have we have bigger fish fish to fry. He pulls out this giant chain. Says this this should hold them. Eleven, meanwhile, finds a CPR dummy uh, that they want to use. Mike makes a joke, tries to joke with it, um, and he laughs. He tries to make her laugh, but she is not buying it. He explains to her about his grandmother that he lies. She's like, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, but you don't know why. Hopper made me. He to- he scared me. Um, he-, he didn't want us to be together. He's just an angry old man who hates joy. And Eleven's like, but what if he's right? If I only see you, maybe I should be with my own species more. He's like, what are you, what are you talking? Did-, did you spy on me? That's totally against the rules. She says, I make my own rules now. And she, boom, heads out. And um, Max is watching Billy, and she's just like, God, I hope it's not you. I hope it's not you. Sorry, Max. So we cut back to the uh, mall, and Erica's on the walkie saying, You nerds in position? And uh, Robin, Steve, and um, Dustin are all back on the roof watching the garage from the outside. And she calls, and Erica calls it Operation Child Endangerment. Robin's like, I wish you really wish you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. She goes in and says, see you on the other side, nerds. And she crawls right into the duct. Um, back at Mayor Klein's house, his wife gets home and finds him screaming upstairs tied to the bed. He says, get me a goddamn phone. Which I'm like, uh-oh, who's he going to call? Oh, wait, that was last season. Ghostbusters. So Hopper and Joyce, um, we see the end of their story in this episode. They go searching through the properties that he had deeds to. They wrote down a few addresses. They go to the first one, look around. They strike out. Nothing there. Cross it off the list and head on to the next one. Back at the mall, we Erica. We see Erica found her way through the vents to the room, kicks it open, jumps down. Uh, sees all the boxes, no guards there. And she opens the door, looks up at the roof and yells, free ice cream for life. We cut back to the pool and uh, we're in the locker room. Billy is taking a shower, probably an ice cold shower, when he hears something. Um, He's like, who's there? And he goes over to a door and he's locked in. One door. So that's kind of forcing him to go use another door. Like, Billy, he, 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 laughing. And it's really ominous. I don't know how they got the echo. But it's probably just the way he's hearing it because he's all, you know, not right right now. Um, And they're like, come and find me. Come and get me. Uh, And he's like, if I find you, I think he said it's going to be your funeral or something like that. But they lead him right into the sauna. He's like, ah, I found you. He goes into the sauna, realizes that's a dummy. And the dummy says, there's a note on it that says behind you. He turns around and Eleven's standing there and she says, hi. Flings him back, smashes him up against the wall. The, the, the door to the sauna uh, shuts. The boys spring into action, chaining it up, uh, locking him in there. He's like, what the hell is this? What is this? Max, Max. And she's just like, do it. We cut over to the hospital and Nancy 
uh, is there to see Doris Driscoll. She says, I'm her granddaughter, um, Nancy Driscoll. I'm Nancy Driscoll. She goes to see her, and Mrs. Driscoll is sleeping, and you hear her heart rate kind of beeping, and she just seems really restless. Um, Back at the mall, Steve, Dustin, Erica, and Robin are now in the garage, and they opened one of the boxes. Thank goodness there's... They don't have cameras set up there. That would have been... You know, there's all these cameras set up at the lab, but these guys don't think to put cameras in the garage. Well, their fault. Their mistake. Uh, so there's... Um, they open this thing up. That They see this like canisters. That's definitely not Chinese food. And Steve's like, step back. No. And this is when you see Dustin kind of being annoying again. Step back. No, no, no. But he says something really honorable. He goes, if you die, I die. Steve just looks at it for like three seconds and said, okay. They open the container and it's filled with some sort of green gel looking. I don't think it's the gel that you'd want to put in your hair. Um, But they're like, what the hell is this? And then all of a sudden, like, they're... The room like jostles. Like, did the room move? Like, come on, let's just grab that stuff and go. But the door's not opening. They're pressing buttons. It's not opening. It's not opening. Uh, and then you see this wall drop, and all of a sudden, it's not the wall that's dropping. It's them. They just drop like this super fast elevator, just going down. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how far it's going down. It looks like it's going down like a mile. And that's the last time we see them, I think, in this episode. Back at the hospital, uh, Mr. Driscoll is really kind of breathing hard now, and her heart rate is is going up. It's spiking. Uh, we start to see some sort of connection between her and um, Billy. It seems like. So back at the uh, at the pool, he's like, "Max, let me out of here." You think this is funny? Some sick prank? He's like, "What is this? Open the door! Open the door!" And then he he when they don't open the door, he gets down. He's like, "It's not my fault. It's not my fault." He starts crying. He's done some really bad things I didn't mean to. He made me do it. Like, who? Who? He's like like a giant shadow. And you can see Will and Mike and Lucas are like, oh, God. It's like, it's not my fault. And he's crying. And I believe him to a degree. But at the same time, um, he is being manipulated. I think he's still being activated. Uh, he grabs part of this tile. And that's when... Um, Will says, I feel him. He's activated. Get away from the door, Mike yells. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the glass smashes because uh, Billy had that tile in his hand. And he's like, let me at you, you bitch. I'll, he said, I'll effing gut you, right? I mean, is that the first F word? Is that the only F word we've heard in Stranger Things? He definitely said it. Uh, and he's like, bully. he's, you know, um, really trying to grab out at Max. And Lucas nails him with the slingshot, knocks Billy on his ass. He's like, Max, come on, come on. And then the pl- the power starts flickering. Like, and then all of a sudden, Billy in- inside, you see something like kind of taking over him. He's throwing up, he's throwing up. He gets, he doesn't stand back up. He gets pulled up to his feet. You see his his feet are just dragging. He stands up. And he has all this, like, these veins and these weird, like, things coming, like, going all through his body. At the same time, 
So does Mrs. Driscoll. She's screaming. Uh, uh, uh. She's got all this like this black like veins looking stuff all over her body. And Billy has some sort of super strength where he smashes through the door. And everybody kind of is standing there uh, behind Eleven. And she uses these weights, these um, like, you know, weights you use to lift weights and picks up, picks them up and holds him back up against this wall with the weights. But then he flings them back at her. Luckily, she ducks just in time. He then grabs her and he he starts choking her and just he's looking at the other kids like, like, what are you going to do about it? He lifts her up. The kids at this point look scared. They look helpless. He's choking the life out of Eleven, and then Mike steps in with either a pipe or one of the bars used for lifting weights, smashes Billy on the back. He's like, you go to hell, you piece of shit. And that distracts him enough that he drops Eleven, and then he kind of you know, goes back a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. But then he turns around, and he starts walking at, at Mike like... Like he's a predator walking towards his prey. But before he can reach him, he's lifted off his feet in the air. Eleven using all her power. Every I mean, remember, she closed the friggin' gate last year. This time she uses all her anger and her power, and she lifts Billy up through the air. She's like, and flings him through the friggin' brick wall outside, out into the yard, and she collapses in tears, and she's and Mike's holding her, and it's like, I think everything's okay between them. I think you know, besides the fighting they've been doing, the arguing, you can see they really love each other. Uh, that she did this because it was going near. Well, it, he would she would have done it if he went near anybody, but you go near Mike, and you're getting thrown through a brick wall. Uh, they go to look out at him, and Billy gets up runs off and then we hear that this classic ominous song we'll meet again not quite sure not quite when which i think was using the end of it was been in a bunch of shows and movies but i remember it from dr strange love this old black and white movie uh by stanley kubrick kubrick i never know which way to say it um i remember having to watch that in college for, for a film class. Uh, but while this music's playing, uh, you hear a voice say, the girl, was it her? Yes. She knows now. She knows about me. She could have killed me. Yes. But not us. Not us. And you see, Heather is not this defenseless um, girl that was taken over. She's now that she's possessed, she is like an equal to him. There is not one over the other. They are equal, I think, or at least the two of them seem to be equal. Uh, or even the way Heather almost seems like she was talking to Billy like he was a subordinate. Like, was it her? Um, but she says, not us, not us. Well, Billy, uh, she says, not us, not us. And he pulls back the kind of camera pulls away and you see the warehouse is filled with these people just standing there, completely still, zombified, in a trance, uh, just before the giant mind flare standing, stands before them. And you, you know, that's my mind flare impression. And the episode ends. 
Hua. That was an exciting episode. Wow, I went longer than uh, than I thought I was going to, but you know what? I just love talking Stranger Things, so even on these recap episodes, sometimes they're going to be long. Um, my goodness gracious. We know now that Billy for sure is um, part of the evil. He's been taken over. They all know that now. All these kids are, are working together. They're back together again. Meanwhile, while they're dealing with the monster, um, indirectly, the mall group, Dustin, Erica, Robin, and Steve, are working kind of the same part of the story that um, Joyce and Hopper are. They're trying to figure out where this machine is, and the kids at the mall are trying to figure out what's going on with these Russians. And we'll find out, of course, that's connected. And at the same time, Nancy and Jonathan are working the story that's related to Billy and the rats and Mrs. Driscoll and all these in the Mind Flayer. They don't know it yet, but um, they don't know that their story's connected. So there is a heck of a lot going on here. And, of course, Mayor Klein broke his nose. Um, and I can't, I can't wait to see where it goes next. I mean, we all know where it goes next, but I'm trying to give some suspense. I can't wait to talk about it again tomorrow. And, um, wow, we're really here. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was going to sing the Barney song, right? Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Barney's birthday. I was too old to watch Barney, but um, I had family who who watched it more than I would have wanted to. But some of those songs are just gosh darn catchy. Oh, I just went off on a tangent. Where was I? Okay. Um, I can't wait to talk about it again tomorrow. I can't believe we're, we're at the tail end of the rewatch. And um, yeah, that is all I'm going to say. I'm going to bed. So listen, thank you so much for listening. And I'll say listen one more time just to make it three. Thank you so much for subscribing or following or however, streaming, downloading, whatever it is. I appreciate it. And I thank you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The uh, show has its own Twitter at Stranger Depod. I tweeted out today a picture of myself, a picture of the host. I'll actually share it in the show notes of this um, episode as well. A photo of me in a shirt that my wife purchased for me. A shirt that I will that I will be wearing on Friday to celebrate Stranger Things Day. I know Stranger Things Day has, has its own date, but gosh darn it. For me, this Friday is Stranger Things Day because it's finally back. But until then, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. I need you all to stay stranger, my friends. And remember... You don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit in the wind, you don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim Hopper, Mayor Klein, because he's going to break your freaking nose.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.